I just recorded. It wasn't even a lot, but my neighbor started mowing a lawn, and I just am very upset. I'm not really upset, I'm just kind of like, I like that intro. I did. But here we are. Hey, hi, hello. How you doing? Hope you're doing well. Welcome to Confessions of a Canaanite, where Mondays are motivational, Wednesdays are full of wisdom, Fridays are just plain fun, and I'm your host, Kara Canaan. Today is Wednesday, but you're getting a Friday episode. Um, it was Memorial Day weekend. It was a Memorial Day weekend. I took a few days off, enjoyed myself, and I was like, I'll just get back when I get back. At least I didn't leave you hanging like last time, right? Because in season two, I did not ever give you that Friday episode. I just, and I explained myself, so if you need to hear the excuse, go back and look at it anyways. Um, but yeah, so we're going to finish this season off, and I will not see you guys again until gonna say July 5th but um that's for the July weekend so who knows y'all gonna get these episodes when y'all get these episodes make sure you're following the socials turn your notifications on and that's the way you're really gonna know when your girl is back but I'll be back next month month on month off is what we're doing so I'm actually really excited about today's episode because this is the whole reason why I like Friday episodes because Friday episodes are when I just want to talk about something I just And this is something that I just want to talk about. I just want to talk about this. I don't know why people don't want to talk about this. I want to talk about this. I believe in giving people their roses while they're still here. And there is a human being that we owe a bouquet. We owe that man a garden, a flower festival. Sir Flavor Flav. Let me tell you something. Reality TV has peaked. Like, it peaked. It's it's all downhill from here. Like, sure, you may, like, still find some show that you like or whatever, but no, no, no. Reality television peaked. It already hit its climax. And that is thanks to Flav. And I, these are my notes. These are my notes. This man is single-handedly responsible for 11 spinoffs and 248 episodes of just content of beautiful, wonderful, entertaining, cultural, true television. And we owe him a big thank you. So let me just like rewind a little bit and like do a little bit of a backstory. First of all, Flavor Flav is a hip hop artist. He's known as like hip hop type man. I'm gonna be honest. That's not how I met him. I was born in the 90s. I, he was part of Public Enemy. I can't tell you a single Public Enemy. I think I can. I ain't gonna say it because I may or may not be wrong and y'all are not finna revoke my black card for no reason. Um, but I, that's just not the era I grew up in. But I did meet Flavor Flav on television. I did not meet him on The Surreal Life, which is where he kind of like got his reality TV debut, I guess, I think. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Surreal Life was a VH1 um, television series that took a bunch of like has-been celebrities, put them in a house together, and I'm not gonna lie, I didn't watch it. I was still kind of like on my Nicktoons and Disney phase. I was still very young when that was airing. And he ended up, Flav ended up getting into this relationship with Bridget. I don't even know who that is. Honestly, I only know her via Flav. Um, I, I don't know. I don't, I can't even tell you what her, what she was known for. But they had this relationship that everybody wanted to see. So they ended up giving them their own show called Strange Love. Well, Bridget ended up getting married and the world missed Flavor Flav on television. And he ended up getting his own show. And it was basically 
It's everything The Bachelor isn't. It's everything The Bachelor isn't, but it was Bachelor themed. He even says in the very first episode, he's like, y'all heard of The Bachelor? I'm The Black Chiller. So the way, if you've never seen this, seen these shows, I don't know what you're doing. It's on Hulu. You need to just go, go check it out. Um, I, I don't know who hasn't though. I don't know why you wouldn't have, but anyways, um, but if you have not seen it, spoiler alert, I'm going to spoil a lot of things, like a lot of things. I don't know what to tell you. Um, but so, okay, I'm going to explain how Flavor of Love worked. I'm just going to explain the concept of it, and then I'm going to explain the spinoffs. And then, because I can't just, I could talk about this topic forever, so I had to reel, reel myself in and just give you the top 10 moments of the era that is the Of Loves and Flav and all the spinoffs and whatnot. And you can go watch them for yourself and find the rest. So, the way Flavor of Love worked is it genuinely was kind of set up like The Bachelor, where you have a group of like, I don't know, maybe it was like 25 women at the time. You know, now they got like 60 women in the seasons be so dang long. But this is, oh no, I hear noise. Is he going to mow the front? Y'all, I'm not starting over. It is what it is. Y'all are just going to have to bear with me. One day we'll have a studio and this will be nice and easy. I guess I could like bring the mic in closer. Well, we gonna see what happens. Anyway. Um, oh, I'm so mad. Oh my gosh, that is so freaking loud. It's an air blower. It's not, it's not a lawnmower. But he should be done in like two seconds, right? I'm not going to say anything important until he's done. So just enjoy this quality time with me. I'm so sorry. This is so unprofessional, but I guess what? I'm not a professional. <laughs> um... I'm pretty sure you guys can still hear me. Okay, you put it down. Okay, here we go. So. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't. Okay. So, Flavor of Love, the way that it was set up, it was kind of like The Bachelor where you have like a group of women and instead of receiving roses at the end of the night, um, and if you receive a rose or this item, then that means that you go on to the next day the next episode and you get to continue your journey with the suitor well flavor Flav gave out a clock because he used to, that was a part of his thing he used to wear this big clock and he would hand them he would hand the girls a clock and he would be like you know what time it is <laughs> um but even more than that one of the things that i appreciated is that he gave his contestants nicknames i i watched the bachelor i'm not like I'm not consistent with it every now and then I'm kind of just like okay it's on so I do watch it in the very first day and I see all these girls and I give them nicknames because I'm like I, how am I supposed to know who is who so I'm like okay red dress and 13 year old and drunky like and Flav was like I do the exact same thing so instead of giving the girls real names he gives them all nicknames and the nicknames are so great they're so freaking great they are so great there was one girl who was called like lobster like, what kind of name is that? So he would give the girls names, um, and instead of, on The Bachelor, they just get a date card, and The Bachelor just picks who he wants to go on a date with. Flav made them girls compete. He made them girls compete, and then, like, whoever won the competition would, like, go 
on the date with him or whatever, whatever. Um, I'm going to get into the details and some scenes about Flavor of Love, but there's just, there's a lot to cover. Like I said, 11 spinoffs. I want to get into the spinoffs first. So, Flavor of Love was so good. Before I even get there, first of all, it was in its first season, in its first season, its first few seconds of television, it was already a billion times more diverse than The Bachelor is. Like already, season one, they got it right. I mean, there were women of different ethnicities, curvy, thick, thick, like thick, thick, like plus size thick, okay? Skinny, white, black, Asian, Latina, like all of it. They had all of them. First season, got it right. Can I just say that? It wasn't that hard. Very first season, got it right. And it was very diverse. Like sure, the majority might have been black, but it was still like wildly diverse. Again, look at the first season of The Flavor of Love and look at any season of The Bachelor. Not Matt's season, don't cheat. Don't cheat, don't play dumb. Anyways, okay. So, Flavor of Love was so good and so entertaining that I'm going to just say it. White folk got pissed off and they kind of wanted their own. <laughs> and so they have the Rock of Love, which was still wildly, it was still 10 times better than The Bachelor because, again, it was still way more diverse. And it was like, because it was like hardcore white people. It wasn't like, you know, you you know who watches The Bachelor. <laughs> um, whereas with Rock of Love, you know, it was with Brett Michaels, who um, was a part of a group. I don't know what the group was called. You guys, again, above my era, above my head. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know. Every rose has its thorn. That man. Anyways, um, there were three seasons of Flavor of Love. There were two seasons of Rock of Love, and then the third season was like Rock of Love tour bus where they ended up doing the show on a bus and Brett Michaels went back on tour because he got like so much hype again from being back on TV. Brett Michaels, you owe Flavor Flav. Thank you. Anyways... <laughs> There were three seasons of Flavor of Love. We meet Madam New York. If you do not know who New York, you you know who New York is because New York, she is, she has given us quotes. She has given us memes. Like, she is another one that we need to give her flowers. Flav is the king of reality television, and New York is the queen. It's not Kim Kardashian. It's not the Real Housewives. It's New York, the HBIC. She claimed that name for a reason. Anyways, seasons one and two gave us New York, which spiraled into I Love New York, which had two seasons, which had a spinoff of Real Chance of Love and The Basement Affair. Real Chance of Love had two seasons. I Love New York had two seasons. Then New York went to Hollywood. Then she went to work. Rock of Love had... We already went through this. They had three seasons. Daisy of Love came out of Rock of Love 2. And then Meg Wants a Millionaire. I think she came out of the tour bus season. I did watch Rock of Love. I just, I have rewatched Flavor of Love. It's worth it. I haven't found the need to rewatch Rock of Love yet. Then from all of this, they decided that these girls need some home training and they made a charm school where the girls are supposed to go and like take etiquette classes basically and the winner gets money. 
first it was just Flavor of Love Girls Charm School, then again Rock of Love had to have their own charm school, and then everybody was kind of like, let's just mush them all together and have charm school with Ricky Lake. Charm School with Flavor of Love was hosted by Miss Monique, and Rock of Love Har Charm School was hosted by, um, she was just in the headlines. Mm -mm, it's, it's on my, oh, it starts with oh. Oh my gosh, why am I blinking? Kelly Osborne, Sharon Osborne. That's her last name, right? I don't know them either. I'm sorry, you guys, I don't. I think that's the right name, though. Sharon Osborne. That's the right old last name. Google it. I am not Google, okay? I'm just here to talk about what I want to talk about. I don't even, I'm not even trying to talk about the genealogy. I'm trying to get to the 10 these. Anyway. All of that, all of these shows gave birth to I Love Money. And this is where television peaked. After I Love Money went off the air, because it was the last of this era, after I Love Money went off the air, I genuinely stopped caring about reality television. Genuinely was stopped caring. Also, honorable mentions, Ray J of Love, I, I don't know if he just wanted a show. He kind of came like a little bit after the other of Love's, but some of his contestants were on I Love Money, so... And then like Tila Tequila, I don't know. I think she was MTV. I don't, I don't, those are honorable mentions. They still need to give Flav his flowers though. I feel like they can still give him some flowers. Okay. I can't describe each one of these shows. I mean like I just can't. Real Chance of Love was great. It was great. Basement Affair, I didn't watch that. I, I did not watch that. Um, that was because one of New York's contestants lived with his mom in his, like, 30s, which it wasn't that common back then. Nowadays, it's very common. <laughs> um, he lived with his mom, and so he had, like, the show in his basement. I didn't watch this. I kind of, I don't know what happened with that. Um, Meg Wants a Millionaire. Let's talk about that for three seconds. More than three seconds. First of all, I feel like she just deserves, like, some type of, like, recognition, some type of song. I mean, this girl was straight up. She was like, I'm here for the money. No, no, no. Don't give me a show. Don't give me just broke niggas. Like, don't give me that. This woman said... I want a millionaire. Every single one of my contestants must be a millionaire. And you know how like the lower thirds will say your name and then have like either where you're from or how old you are, something like that. Their lower thirds had their net worth. What? She was honest. She was on. She said straight up, I want a millionaire. The end. Do not give me a show if you're giving me regular degulars. I'm not shaming broke folks at all. Your girl is not a millionaire. She's not even close to a millionaire. So I'm not shaming anybody. I'm just like, their girl had balls. She said straight up what she wanted and had a whole network of it. But she's the reason, Flair Flav is the reason why all this was born. She is the reason all of this died. She only had three episodes aired because one of her contestants, contestants was a murderer. So, for those of you who have watched these shows and missed them, those of you who will go watch these shows and be sad that there are no new ones, you can go thank this Meg lady who wanted a millionaire. Anyways, Daisy of Love, I did not watch Daisy of Love, I can't even tell you. I, this side of the board, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't really pay attention to. Anyways, 
the top 10 moments. Like I said, I can't talk about all of these moments because each one of these shows were good. I did watch Rock of Love. It was enjoyable. I did watch Real Chance of Love. I watched all of these. They were enjoyable. So I'm just going to pull out some of my favorite moments and some reasons that you should watch these shows. Starting with number 10, Brazil's Dorito Breath. So Brazil was on season one of Rock of Love. Rock of Love kind of did nicknames and he kind of didn't. It was kind of like up to them. And Brazil, I don't know her real nickname, she was Brazilian. Duh. Um, and she gets so drunk off tequila. Like she gets so wildly drunk and she throws up. And then immediately, y'all, immediately after she throws up, she goes and just shoves her tongue down Brett Michaels' throat and he has no idea. That's disgusting, but that was some good television. Like, she was so drunk, she didn't know and she didn't care. She just threw up and then kissed this man all up in his mouth. And all the girls were just like, what? Because they knew what had happened. He didn't know. And I'm like, did you not taste? He even said in his confessionals, he was like, it tasted like Doritos or something. He was like, it tasted familiar. And I was just like, okay, mm -hmm. don't know about that. reason number nine New York's financial plan challenge so when I love New York her mother was like her co-host and um, they decided to have this challenge where they like have the men explain their financial their current financial status their financial plan and how they would take care of New York and money seems to be a very fragile thing with men like which I get it. You know, people equate money with power and success and like, don't nobody want a man that ain't got no money? Like, blah, blah, blah. hey, love is, you, sometimes you gotta suffer, but it is what it is. Um, but, you know, this is a very touchy subject. And uh, for whatever reason, it sent all the men in a spiral. Like, there were a few that were able to like show, like, this is where I'm at now, this is how much money I got, like, whatever. There were some that straight up lied. There was this one guy who was so freaked out that he like started having a panic attack and he just started going crazy he threw himself down the stairs they had to call the ambulance like he was fine he was fine all the way up until this episode when they asked him about his finances that man was like she ain't gonna pick me I got to go I got to go there was I think his name was I don't remember his name he was Italian so he was like it goes mom grandma I think he had a dog named Chi Chi, then New York, and they cussed his butt out. She was like, I eat after grandma. He was like, he got really defensive. He was like, everybody eats after grandma. It was just wild. It was just wild to see all these, like, testosterone men who've been, like, and chicken fighting with each other this whole competition. And then the second she's like, show me your assets, they all, like, literally, one threw himself down these stairs. Like, I just... It was good television. It was good television. Number eight. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Number eight. I genuinely love Charm School. It was, it was a good show. It was a good show. And they had their challenges. They had challenges just like Flavor of Love did. Um, and their challenges were supposed to like teach them something or like whatever. These women have been locked in a house <laughs> for weeks straight. And the longer you go, the longer you're there, right? They have not seen men. They have not been tempted to, like, I don't know. I'm not for slut-shaming at all. But um, they had a party with men. And 
you were supposed to pick out the correct man. Um, these men would show you like either warning signs or <laughs> they were supposed to show you warning signs or, um, you know, and then there was just one that was like the good guy. Um, nobody picked the good guy. No single person picked the good guy. Nobody did. But Monique had to have a little talk with Pumpkin because Pumpkin was like, I ain't seen a man in weeks <laughs> and I'm about to do what I got to do. And she goes, the whore jumped out. And it's just, <laughs> Pumpkin was like defending herself and the whole time they're like kind of, it's almost, almost like the I was rooting for you moment because like they started off really chill. Monique is talking. Pumpkin's like talking over her, trying to defend herself. And Monique shuts her up and she was like, the whore jumped out tonight. <laughs> I was just like, it's funny because it's true. Pumpkin was like, I ain't been with a man in weeks. Like, hi, hey, hello. Like, what's up? Like, that check don't mean nothing right now. Your girl has needs. It was just a moment. It was just a moment and a sentence that I enjoyed. Number seven. Oh my gosh. All right, so I never explained what I Love Money was about. So I Love Money, VH1, I don't know if they like fired these people or if they like these people retired and moved on. Whoever was running this era of television, they need to hire back. They need to hire back because the producers of I Love Money just eventually said, you know what, all these people are just here for, because this was before social media and Instagram and TikTok and like clout. This was just back when you had to get on TV, I guess, to like get that type of D-list celebrity status. And um, the producers of all of these shows were like, these people just want attention and money. Like, let's just make a show of that. Let's just bring all these people back together, promise them some money, and see what happens. And there you had I Love Money. There were teams, there were challenges, and there was, the way the show worked is that there were different teams and then they, I honestly it's been a minute so forgive me if my details aren't all the way right but there were like different teams and once you if your team won you they got to vote I think for like who the head leaders would be and then the losing team had to vote for who their like bottoms would be I believe that's how it worked I don't know if the bottoms were already assigned and the tops were already assigned I have no idea oh, bottoms and tops pride month anyways um just threw myself for a loop dang it um I don't know if that's if it, I don't remember if it was like assigned by like the rules or if they like voted either way there was like people who decided your fate and then people whose fate was going to be decided um and what everybody would do was form alliances so they would form alliances with their friends um because they were all on these shows or whatever they would form alliances and the second they would get to these dinners where they could plead their case of why they shouldn't go home they would always be like I'll throw the challenge. I'll throw the challenge. And that's exactly what they did every single time. Safari was in a an alliance with Buck Wild, And they no longer had their team. It was just down to those two. And they both had got voted in to the bottom. And um, it was their time to go. There was no way they could talk themselves out of it. Because there was three of them. I think one of them was with the alliance of the who the head person was, who the decision maker was. And then there were Safari and Buck Wild. And they knew he wasn't going to send, you know, the head person home because that's their alliance. And they couldn't think their way out of it, but they didn't want to give up. And because they did not want to give up, this is now a meme. You've probably seen it on Twitter. 
because they didn't want to give up, Safari just passes out. She just passes out. She was just like, she just, she just passes out. And she does a really good job. She does a really good job. And everybody is like, because they know what she's doing. And so Buck Wild gets on the floor and she's screaming. And she's like, help her. I'm not a fucking doctor. Help her. Oops, didn't mean to cuss. Sorry. Well, I, she cussed, but. Anyways, um, but she's like on the floor, like screaming and crying. And everybody is just literally like, can, can we cast our vote? Like, can we finish this? I don't know what you want me to do. She goes as far as to bring the ambulance in. The ambulance in. I'm like, girl, you're going home. I don't remember who went home that day. I think it was Buckwild. I don't remember. I gotta rewatch it. That was a good freaking episode. Ugh. Ugh. That was my show right there. I love money because they got straight to the point. Got straight to the point. They knew what everybody wanted. Number six. This is our first Flavor Flav moment, isn't it? In season two. In the season two premiere of the second episode, there is this girl. I'm pretty sure her name was something. I'm pretty sure her name was something. It was season two. They have their clock ceremony. Everybody has received their clocks. They have a toast. And everybody is like, what's that smell? This girl took a dump just on the floor. Who does that? She was like, well, I really had to go to the... No, 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 no. No, like I can't, I can't defend that. I can't explain that. I can't even like, I can't rebuke that. Like, rebut that. I can't rebut that. Like, who does that? She just straight up. She wasn't wearing panties. Clearly, she just straight up crapped on the floor in this nice dress. She was in a. I remember it was a halter top, baby blue dress. Watch, watch me be lying. Watch this dress be a whole different dress. But the way I remember it, it was a halter top, baby blue dress. And she she was the first to run upstairs, and everybody was like, something did something. This grown man, grown woman, just took crap on this man's floor. I just. That is television right there. You cannot write that. I mean, you could write that because it's really cheesy, but like that doesn't happen in real life. No one just craps, no grown human at an event where you're like half, we're gonna go to number five. I just, I still cannot believe that happened. To this day, I cannot believe that that happened. That is television right there. Oh my gosh, this was a rock of love moment. Heather, I think this was like, they were in their nitty gritty. They were even like top four, top three. Brett Michaels takes these women to like uh, a tattoo parlor because he's gonna get a tattoo. I think I don't even remember the episode. All I, I'm, just, I'm just gonna come out with it. Heather gets this man's name tattooed on her neck, on the back of her neck. She gets Brett. I'm pretty sure. I might be wrong about the tattoo. It's been a minute, y'all. Anyways, she gets his name tattooed on her neck. And he sends her home in the same episode. I just. If that is not the most like niggas ain't thing I've ever seen in my life. Like. First of all, I mean. I don't know. I don't know. I can't even just justify like. 
he is literally dating multiple women. He's he's gonna choose one. You knew that was the rule of the game when you signed up. He has not chosen you yet. And you put permanent ink on your body. And then when she gets on I Love Money, she's like, I need the money to cover this up. And I'm like, you still got it? You ain't, you better find some money. It don't cost that much for a tattoo. It wasn't this big or nothing. Like, girl, cover that up. Like, what are you doing? I don't even know. I don't even know. But I mean, she got sent home. That's the big thing. He turned around. He could have at least kept her until the next episode. He didn't even do that. He was like, oh, I love that. Like, I'm glad you did that. And then, like, at the ceremony, he was like, nope. Dude, theirs was um, backstage passes. So Flav gave out clocks and they gave out backstage passes. How cute. Like, The Bachelor does a rose every single episode. Every single episode. I know it's their thing, but like... Eh. Anyways. <laughs> Number four. Alright. This is going to be a lengthy one because I've got to explain some background. Madam New York... <laughs> was the semi-finalist in season one and she she genuinely had love for Flav she really did and in season one he does this thing where he brings Bridget out to meet the girls um and trying to see what's best for her and he decides to do the same thing in season two so he brings New York and New York is in the motherfucking house and he brings her and she intimidates all the girls like they get into like not fist fights but they like cussing each other out the whole time and Boots is like, is she making a decision? I need to know if she's making a decision. Is it Boots or Bucky? I don't, I don't, I do confuse them and I'm sorry. Um, anyways. So she gets to stay at the, um, elimination ceremony because Bridget didn't, but she, New York lied to the girls and said that she was making the decision and she gets to stay at the elimination ceremony and she's standing there the whole time and then everything's said and done. Everybody gets their clock. And then, Flav turns to his security guy. I don't remember what his name. Big Rick. Is that what, that what his name was? Anyways, um, I'm gonna call him Big Rick. He goes, Big Rick, can you hand me that box, please? He pulls out, y'all. You gotta think. Like this was back when streaming wasn't a thing. You couldn't like. I don't even think like on demand was really a thing. And if it was, like you had money. Like it was that type of thing. So you like waited for these episodes and you actually watched them when they premiered. So he brings this chest out and it's like this dusty thing and I didn't see it coming I'm sure other people saw it coming I was I was genuinely 12 I didn't see it coming he opens the box and brings out New York's clock from season one and that moment right there I was like what what that's not even the moment that I'm talking about though that's not the number four moment the number four moment is when Becky but Wild goes up to Flav and she goes, I'm sorry, excuse me, Flav. I really respect you and I respect your decision, but I cannot keep this clock. And Flav goes, can I ask you something? Where the f*** did your accent go? Because this whole time, this whole time, Buck Wild taught us what cultural appropriation was. Like, she genuinely... I'm a black girl trapped in a white girl's body. Like, she literally has sound bites that are like this. And it is what it is. Like, you know, I don't know if she's that girl that just grew up around black folks and that's genuinely what she's comfortable with. Whatever. But it was just, she has this accent, the way she talks. Like, even when she received her clock, like I said, Flav says this to all the girls. Do you know what time it is? 
and she would always be like it's time to get but wild and she would do exactly like that like genuinely like that I'm black and I don't talk like that like she genuinely the whole like nine and she stuck to this character she stuck to this character the whole time the second New York got into the house she goes I'm sorry Flav I respect your decisions but I cannot take this clock and literally he goes where the fuck did your accent go like what and I just I love that he called her out on TV. I love that, like, and then she kind of snapped back. Or no, she just still didn't. She was like, it went out the window. That's what it does when I'm scared. And she, I am scared for my safety. And I'm like, girl. But then on a ring, she went to throw shoes and stuff. You ain't scared no more. She ain't scared no more. Anyways. Anyways. It was just all of that. New York coming back, bringing the dusty clock. Buckwild getting mad. And I like Buckwild. I do. It was just a good moment. Number three. We in a top three gosh this is a charm school one okay so in whatever show you're at well this was this was the first season of charm school so it was just flavor of love and it was just monique as the host and the very first thing that happens is you have to you have a name tag with your nickname that flavor Flav gave you on there and you have to throw that name away with Monique and you're going to go by your real name because you're not that character of who you were on TV anymore or you're the sophisticated woman or whatever. So she has all of the girls say their actual names. They burn their name tags and then um, they get the name tag with their name on it. So Safari is the last. She's probably not even the last. Stop it. Hit the mic. Um, she's probably just, they just edited it this way. But Safari, um, uh, she goes and Monique is like Safari that is an ugly name baby that name represents ugliness and that's not who you are what is your real name and Safari goes Safari <laughs> you just heard this girl's name to Shrek's and Safari is not even a bad name like what are you talking about she literally goes that is an ugly name and it represents something ugly about this girl's name and she's like safari is your real name <laughs> and she goes yeah i got kicked out before i could get a name and she did she got kicked out before she could get a name because she fought over a bed and she was praying to jesus and she was cussing and the girl she fought was like are you praying and cussing she was like don't interrupt me when i'm talking to the lord before you tell me to beat you y'all need to go watch these shows if you haven't watched these shows i don't i don't understand i just want somebody to talk about it with it just reminisce anyways oh my gosh okay <laughs> she's an ugly name okay number two this scenario if i could find this clip and link it i would because there's a lot that happens so this is a rock of love um moment there is this girl named Lacey who's kind of like the, they're, they're rock girls, so they're all the bad girls, but this, she's one of the ones that, like, she wants to be the villain of the season, and she pushes people. She kept pushing people, and she pushed a black girl. And so her and the black girl's name is Dallas. Lacey and Dallas are going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then um, somebody says somebody is a waste of sperm and egg. Somebody says somebody hits some type of button. I don't remember the argument. It must have been Lacey that said something. I think Lacey said you're a waste of sperm and egg. I don't know what she said. Either way, it wasn't, she was gaslighting the heck out of her. And I don't know if it was a, I'm rooting for everybody black thing. So I, I, cause I was upset too. I forgot what she said though. She said something, it wasn't okay. 
and Lacey takes an er Dallas takes an apple and throws it at Lacey and then after that Lacey plays all victim and she's like oh my gosh what's really what really makes this moment a number two moment is all the commentary in between there is this lady named Frenchie who you cannot understand a word she's saying and she has some commentary she's like I saw she died and literally that's what the subtitles say like it'll say like question mark question mark question mark thought she died question mark question mark question mark and she's like just talking but then there's brandy brandy is so dumb she is so dumb she is so dumb and her commentary is great because she is so dumb and she's like Dallas threw an apple at Lacey's head and like that could have hit her brain and she could have died she meant that like she meant that like she thought that sentence made sense she knew that apple was gonna surpass her epidermis and her skull and just go straight to the brain and kill that girl I, I think it hit, it hit her chest it hit her chest and that's what happened Dallas threw the apple it hit Lacey's chest and Brandy was like if that could have hit her brain she could have died well, our brains just aren't exposed, sweet Brandy. They're just... Okay. Okay. Also, these are my, like, top ten moments. I don't know what the actual top ten moments are. Take a poll or something. Whatever. So my number one might not be your number one. I get... I think you know what my number one is. You're wrong. Let me tell you right now, you're wrong. It's an honorable mention. I have honorable mentions. Number one. It's the flavor of love moment. And it's a season two moment. So, there was a contestant named Crazy. <laughs> and Crazy, Crazy was on the show to get a record deal. That's why. She was on the show to get a record deal. She really wanted to sing. She brought her demo tape, and the girls were really hard about on her about that because she brought her demo tape and whatnot. But um, she, like, wrote Flav's song or whatever, and he lets her sing it because he's like, I'll let you have your two minutes. Like, I really don't care, and you can't sing. So he, like, lets her sing or whatever. And this is a two-on-one. So Crazy is on his left. Delicious is on his right. Delicious. Crazy gets done singing. And she sings like that, like, you know when you're not actually singing and you're just like doing this. And, like, everybody kind of sounds good when they're doing, like, that type of singing, when they're just, like, breathily singing. She's doing that. And, you know, Flav's just like, okay. And he's like, Delicious, can you sing? And Delicious just shakes her head no. And he goes, why you fronting, girl? Delicious gets up and Crazy has this smirk on her face. She has this smirk on her face. Literally, go watch this. If you don't watch any of the clips I talked about, go watch this one. She has this smirk on her face. Like, mm. she raised her eyebrows and everything. Like, you not about to do nothing. Delicious gets up and takes them to church. I am not kidding. She sings. She blows that girl into the water flame started crying her voice brought him to tears and we had no idea the whole season she never mentioned singing she never mentioned a demo tape she never mentioned her music career she was not there for that she was not there for that she was there for that man flame she wanted him she didn't even mention that and for crazy this whole season this whole time she did it on charm school she found out that like if you sing licensed music it doesn't get aired so she would go to charm school and be like maybe had a little lamb girl girl 
And so when we've heard Crazy sing all, they even like let her sing at the reunion. They played her demo. I don't even remember what it was called, like how it went. But, oh, my brother's calling me. I'm going to have to call you back, bro. See you later. Um, I'm almost done. This is the number one. Um, but to just have Crazy sing this whole time and then to have Delicious to just get up and blow her out of the water. I cry laughing every single time I watch that video. That is like, that, that is like one of my top three TV moments just out of all TV. Like, it is just, this was, like, this wasn't scripted. This wasn't like... It was just, oh my gosh, it was so great. Go Google that, Delicious versus Crazy Singing. It was so mm, crazy with a K. Honorable mentions, honorable mentions. Of course, New York, New York versus Pumpkin is an honorable mention. Everybody knows that one, though. I feel like, oh, he said call me ASAP. Okay, okay. I feel like everybody who has seen or knows anything about Flavor of Love knows. Even if you haven't seen it, you know that Pumpkin spit on New York and that was like a thing honorable mention not gonna get into details about it um hottie and the chicken that's another just honorable mention you you know what i'm talking about if you don't know what i'm talking about i'm not gonna it's honorable mention you gotta go figure it out hottie and the chicken y'all can y'all believe she didn't mm. bubbles from real chance of love i don't have anything from real chance of love but it is worth watching it's in bubbles was she was she was like brandy she was so dumb and ditzy and bubbly that's why they called her bubbles like first day they girl was wild the girl was wild she was just she was I, mm, mm, she she that one y'all know the friend on the tv show y'all know the friend she is that one in real life and then danger from ray j of love i don't know if ray j of love was like again i don't know if this was a part of the flavor of love era but like i said there were contestants on i love money I put Danger down because she is the first person I've seen with a tattoo on their face. And everybody else thought it was stupid. Everybody else thought it was dumb. I don't even have tattoos. But, um, something about Danger and that tattoo on her face made me this close. This close to being lesbian. This close. I don't know why. I have no idea why. I have no idea why. But I was a fan of Danger. 100% smash the homie i don't care and then she turned out to be crazy the lie detector test that's another reason ray j was a good show too it was a real good one that lie detector test had everybody tripping okay i gotta go i'm gonna go call my brother see what's up i will see you guys in july i think we did good season two right there was definitely an improvement i wasn't perfect but there was an improvement from season one this episode is long as heck oof bear with me bye guys i will see you guys in july life is a conscious decision be a good person because you can bye